0: Who is Wayne Tracker? Well, Wayne Tracker is the email pseudonym used by now Secretary of State Rex Tillerson when he was Exxon's CEO to discuss climate change risks and other sensitive topics as the CEO of Exxon. As part of an ongoing investigation into whether Exxon misled investors about its role in global warming, New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman has subpoenaed internal Exxon Communications, and Exxon has now acknowledged that most of the Tracker emails were deleted pursuant to regular company practice. But Schneiderman's investigation may lead to Tillerson testifying, even as many other state's attorney generals accuse Schneiderman of abusing his power. With us to talk about uh, Attorney General Schneiderman's investigation into Exxon and climate change are Jeff Kramer, a managing director of the Berkeley Research Group, and Paul Barrett, editor of Bloomberg Businessweek. Paul, you've been following this story for a long time as Schneiderman sort of cast his net looking for information about what Exxon knew and what it told investors and whether it was misleading. Do you think that we're heading in the direction where Rex Tillerson, the sitting secretary of state, is going to have to testify before the attorney general in a deposition or a trial?
1: Yeah, I think it's possible, but probably unlikely is how I would, uh, I would put it. Um, uh, attorney General Schneiderman uh, made some kind of casual sounding comments to the Associated Press a couple days ago um, saying that he has the authority to uh, depose Mr. Tillerson, um, but he didn't really uh, indicate that he, that was his plan. Um, and I think it's, it's possible that this case will get resolved uh, in a settlement of some sort um, before it reaches that stage.
2: Jeff Tillerson is known as as the guy who uh, sort of changed or helped evolve uh, Exxon's climate change policies. He he at one point told shareholders that the risks of climate change are very serious and and warrant uh, thoughtful action. Why is it in light of that that he is in the middle of this Schneiderman investigation in the first place?
3: It's a good question. I mean, he certainly did more than, let's say, prior CEOs at at Exxon or 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 any of the other similarly situated companies. Um, But the fact remains that he was at the top of the chain. And as the attorney general or or any prosecutor who's pursuing these cases, you work at the bottom and and keep going up. So while I agree that uh, he may be on the list, uh, we're a long way from uh, him getting deposed or anything of the sort, but it is interesting, as you know, he actually done more, at least coming out a little bit uh, more so than other CEOs uh, who are similarly situated.
0: Paul, the New York Attorney General's office has indicated that they're finding things that lead them to believe there may be, that Exxon may in fact have misled investors about climate change. What what do we know about what they're actually finding here?
1: Well, they've presented some uh, sketchy evidence so far. I mean, I don't think it's not filled out or robust, but they claim they have evidence that uh, the company uses two sets of numbers uh, to estimate the uh, the cost that should be associated with potential regulation uh, of uh, of carbon releases. Uh, one set for public consumption, and then another set uh, that are used internally. If it turns out that that's true, um, that would uh, go towards supporting the theory uh, that the company has downplayed the potential costs to its doing business of future climate regulations, which seems to be now the core of what Schneiderman uh, is pursuing. Jeff, how impressed
2: are you with that, that uh, potential evidence? And uh, what do you see as the potential risk to Exxon of this probe?
3: Um, Well, I think unlike other securities fraud where investors rely on statements made by the company maybe because they don't have any information, this one is a little unique because it's a subject that's literally a front page of the newspaper uh, a lot of days. So there's a lot of information out there. So while people may listen uh, to uh, Exxon and and their investments and see what Exxon says about their uh, liability with respect. Uh, to future regulations. Uh, people can still, you know, look at do their own research and figure out what climate change could impact the oil industry. It's not shocking for someone to think that there could be an impact. So that's a slightly different than other, let's say, securities uh, fraud cases. Their potential liability here could be huge. I mean, if you play this out, and we're several steps, obviously, away from this, uh, but the money is staggering just because the company is so large and its implications could be large. Um, but I don't think we're going to get to the point where we're going to find out what the ultimate damages could be. Uh, not that anyone necessarily is going to blink in the next couple of years because you've got an election coming up for this attorney general. Uh, but sooner or later, I think uh, they're just going to write a check and it goes away.
0: Well, Paul, let's talk about what kind of settlement one could imagine in this kind of case. Where You know, if Schneiderman is, in fact, trying to get a settlement here and Exxon is likely to do so, what, kind, what would the parameters of such a settlement
1: yeah. look like? Yeah. Uh- I'm not even sure that uh, Exxon will uh, end up having to write a check to uh, to settle this case. Um, I kind of suspect that uh, it'll get settled uh, with an agreement um, whereby the company will will uh, acknowledge um, certain uh, costs uh, that are going to be imposed by climate regulation and agree to make uh, certain kinds of disclosures uh, and and that sort of thing. Uh, there was a, a case that preceded this one out of the New York Attorney General's Office involving the coal company Peabody. And uh, that case was resolved um, with, with greater disclosure. Um, and uh, the Attorney General's Office declared victory and moved along. So I think it, in the end, it, it's possible uh, that that's what something comparable to that will happen with the Exxon case. Jeff, there's also
2: an investigation of Schneiderman himself with regard to this, this uh, probe of, of Exxon, and that's coming from uh, Congress and Congressman Lamar Smith of Texas, um, looking into the arrangements between the Attorney General's office and environmental groups and, and some other things. Uh, how, how much of a distraction or, or much of an issue do you see that as being for Eric Schneiderman and, and his investigation?
3: Um, well, it's certainly odd, and, and lest anyone wonder how, how powerful the oil lobby is, you only have to look at the people that are coming after the prosecutors here, uh, not just Congress, but uh, a dozen or so uh, other states and his his peers, his, his other attorney generals in different states who are Republicans, are coming after the investigators themselves and trying to get information about uh, the investigation. So it is very unusual. Uh, this attorney general seems to be just uh, pushing it off to the side, so I don't think it's a main Major distraction. However, it is certainly unique uh, in any state or federal uh, prosecution that the prosecutors, while their motives might be challenged, no one's ever actually asked for their investigative notes and, and who they might have talked to. That's very unusual.
0: Well, our thanks to Jeff Kramer managing director at the Berkeley Research Group, and Paul Barrett, editor of Bloomberg Business Week, for being with us today on Bloomberg Law. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back tomorrow thanks to our technical director, Sean Kilby, and our producer, David Sucherman. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com, plus an invaluable website for the legal community at BigLawBusiness.com. Coming up on Bloomberg Radio, Bloomberg Markets with Carol Master and Corey Johnson. Corey, what have you got coming up?
2: Well, with these uh, strong employment numbers, we're going to try to dig into someone who knows them really well. Chris Liu was a former Deputy Secretary of Labor under President Obama, and we're going to have him on the show to really help us dig through these numbers and maybe gleam some trends that he saw when he was at the Labor Department himself.
0: Well, that's a good reason to keep listening. Stay tuned for all of that and more here on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg.